Hey everybody, guess where I am? Back at the Muffin House. Tom Lydon with you, joined today by Mandy Taft Pierman, and I'm excited to meet you. I haven't had the chance to ever meet you before, so great this is one you. of the great things about this job that I get to meet so many different people in this community who I've never met before, but you are, just so you know in the spot where I do most of my podcast recordings. I'm honored. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. It's nice to be with you and to learn more about what's happening specifically this Sunday. Uh, but we really get the opportunity to talk more about Inclusive Westwood and how influential you've been in the formation of that. And it goes back to 2016, if I'm not wrong, when it was founded. And you're on year seven. So there's been an evolution and there's been a lot that you've accomplished. So maybe we go back in time first. And sure. you can tell me a bit about Inclusive Westwood and the motivation to do it and what you've learned and what you've accomplished in the seven years. Sure. Um, nice to meet you. Good to be here <laughs> in this honored place of the Muffin House Cafe. So yes, I've been involved in Inclusive Westwood since it began and it had sort of a winding formation and I would say a little bit of a winding path over the years. It, the basic concept is that it's a group of community members who have come together want to ensure that Westwood is a safe, inclusive, equitable, and welcoming town for all. And I think a sense that we have a lot going for us as a community. There's a lot of reasons people want to be here. There's a lot of great things about our community. And there are some places where we could be better, where we could ensure that all feel welcome, that people with different backgrounds are able to come here, feel a sense of belonging, and be a part of things. And we're also connected to things, you know, the town, the school, what are the ways in which our kind of town institutions can be thoughtful about from an education point of view, from a town policy point of view, what are the ways that we can do this? And so we seek to work with other stakeholders in the community on that mission to make Westwood as inclusive as possible. I'm sure there are things that you still want to accomplish, but as you look at the past six and a half years, are there a couple things that you have accomplished as a group that you can say, wow, you know what, I'm really proud of that. I'm happy that we formed this group and we were able to accomplish that. Yeah, a couple of things I would point to. I mean, one is just connection within the community. So we have a, a listserv and there's over a thousand people on that listserv. And so in a town of 14,000, and I don't know how many of those are adults, it, it just shows that we've tapped into an area that people care about and want to be connected to each other. And so that has been a way to share information, events, et cetera, and just create connection. A little over a year ago, we came together to have uh, folks sign a statement of support of diversity, equity, and inclusion in our, in our town and in our schools in particular. And that was seen as important to signal to our district administration, school committee, that this was an area that, that felt quite important. And, and not just sort of a nice to have, but something where we do unfortunately have members of our community, kids in our community who don't yet feel supported, seen, able to be them full, their full selves. And so that statement of support, again, of over a thousand people, I think was powerful. We've also, over the years, held events. We've held different speaker series, so brought people to talk about whether it was Pride Month. We partner with Hale and the Westwood Public Schools Office of Equity, Integration, and Community Partnerships on an annual Juneteenth event. We've held various standouts. Um, so there's quite a few things that we're part of. Very little do we do by ourselves. That's kind of on purpose. But those are some of the areas where we've been excited to bring people together. You almost touched on it a little bit. You alluded to it that my next question, where I'm going, is that obviously the logo is the very recognizable rainbow. Yeah. And I think most people immediately think LGBTQ when they see that. But I think the Inclusive Westwood mission is far beyond just LGBTQ. Yes. Touch on that because it is not just that community that is yeah. benefiting from your work. Not at all. And I'm a member of the LGBTQ community. And so for sure, my own experience, that's part of what guided it. But 
my personal advocacy actually started with my kids' school around Black History Month and a, a question about if we were doing as much as we could and should. And, and that, I'll just quickly say for me, traces back to growing up in a suburb of Cleveland that was racially integrated, and that was really a formative experience to me. And I believe that there's a couple of reasons this is important in our schools in Westwood. One is just so that our current community members, kids today, feel a sense of belonging and inclusion that everybody feels a part of our community. The second thing is actually for the rest of us and certainly our kids, whatever, wherever we are in the majority, that we are equipped and understand how to engage across lines of difference, that we are preparing our kids to go out into a really diverse and dynamic world and that we actually aren't doing our jobs if we are not equipping our kids. I have three white boys, do they understand what that does for them in the world and what experiences other might people might have and are they learning both in terms of their social emotional interactions but also educationally about the background of how their experience has been shaped what it means to be part of a gay family right these things everybody has different identities and I think we are doing a disservice to our community members or our kids if we're not really helping them see the rich set of experiences and understand where some folks because of those different identities aren't as seen or as fully valued yet in our society, and we, we collectively have work to do. Yeah. I similarly spent a significant amount of time in Detroit, yeah. which was very similar in terms of its racial oh, diversity. Yeah. And I took, uh, you know, I grew up on the East Coast, I spent those 11 years there, and my kids were born there. And yeah. we moved here when my girls were nine and seven years old, and it, it really hit me that when we moved here, my girls noticed a difference. Yeah. And I love the fact that they have that uh, canvas that they yeah. built on as young kids. And I don't know what's in their future in terms of college because we're yeah. knocking on that door right now. Yeah. But I almost feel like they're probably going to move towards a more urban environment yeah. where there might be some more uh, diversity. Because, I mean, you know, you mentioned yeah. near Cleveland, uh, you get a little bit of everything. Yes. And I think that that's good. Yeah, and, and they exactly. think that that's good and, as well. And the world is, is more diverse than we are here. And, and even Westwood, I would just point out, you know, our schools have shifted from about 95% white 20 years ago to, to in the 70s now. And so our demographics are shifting um, in a way that for me, I think that's a huge positive. I would much rather that our community reflect a growing set of families, backgrounds, experiences. Tell me about Sunday, June yes. 11th, and yes. the pride celebration that you've been so instrumental in helping to organize. And I know that organizing any big event <laughs> is daunting. Yes. So tell me about the work you've put in and what people can expect on Sunday. Yeah, well, and first of all, I want to say there's a lot of other people doing work and, and a few people who have done much more than I have, and I, I'm appreciative of that. So Sunday, June 11th, going to be Westwood's first annual, we hope, pride celebration. Um, it's being put on by Inclusive Westwood, but also with members of our faith community. So First Parish of Westwood, Temple Beth David, and St. John's Episcopal Church are all partnering in that and, and really reached out with a desire to partner with us on that, which we were really grateful for. Um, and so the, the event, it should be a great, positive, celebratory event. That's really what Pride is about, right? Pride is about being able to be open and expressive and support each other, be able to love who you love, have your identity be what it is. And so it'll be a fun event. There's going to be live music, ice cream, balloons, bouncy house. There'll be some improv and books for kids that are related to LGBTQ topics. Um, there'll be a service event that our faith communities are helping organize. So it's from 2 to 5 p.m. We're pretty sure it's going to be on the Council of Aging uh, front lawn. We'll be confirming that in the next couple days. We do have a backup spot. If not, um, just 
fun with insurance, uh, event insurance, as you can imagine. Um, but we're excited to welcome, you know, everybody, as long as they're there in the spirit of celebrating and, and uh, affirmation and acceptance, everybody's welcome. Let's talk about June in general, because yeah. it's evolved in your lifetime. I mean, when you grew up as a young woman, yes. this was not the celebration that it has become. No. Uh, give me your thoughts on how... Uh, the world's eyes have been opened a bit over the course of the last few years. Yeah. Not even a few years. That's not enough. Over the course of the last couple of decades. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel grateful as somebody that, you know, has married another woman and moved to Massachusetts when that wasn't legal. You know, I've seen real change in my life. I had sort of assumed I could never get married and then realized, like, that's not fair. That, that should be something I can do. And so there's obviously been huge shifts in the U.S. Um, around legal rights and representation. That said, you know, there's still, I think, a lot of room to go. And in particular, in the last couple of years, we're seeing a real backlash against transgender individuals, transgender kids. That's quite concerning. And so in that way, pride is as important as ever for folks to understand um, that it is hard for people to come out still in this world, that it is still risky. There is still discrimination that happens. And pride is all about celebrating the ability and supporting each other to do that, to come out, to be able to be who you are. Um, and so I think in a lot of positive ways it's evolved. You know, there's huge pride parades. There's increasingly like corporate recognition of pride, which I would say people sometimes have mixed feelings about, right? Like the rainbow flags everywhere. Um, I think that the spirit of it being broad is great. And I, what I hope is that institutions, people, et cetera, are following that up with the policies, with the advocacy, the support of LGBTQ individuals and their organizations and communities to ensure the sort of rights and such are there as well as the celebrity, the celebratory part of it. You're obviously very active and I would call you an activist. Yeah. Uh, not everybody is. What made you make that commitment to say, I need to represent people almost? Yeah. I didn't choose it all at once, right? I mean, I think this is something where somebody that, uh, if you care about these issues and they feel personal to you, which they do to me, not just on the LGBTQ front, but on race and ethnicity, they feel, for me, it's part of what being a good human involves, is really trying to understand the experience of others. And, and I think like so many of us in the stage of life of you know, 40s kids, my kids are a big implication. What education are they getting? Who are they around? What lessons are they learning? Are they being prepared? And our other kids, if I look at the kids around them, are they being supported and cared for and loved? And my kids have had a great experience. But like I said, they're three white boys, and they've had their own ups and downs. But the system's kind of set up to work for them. And so how do we make sure that the system works for, for everybody? And so, you know, sometimes I wish my neck wasn't quite so far out in this community. It doesn't always um, come with positive change, but at the same time, I do feel like because of how I grew up, because I've had a great education, because I work at an organization that professionally has developed me to think hard about these issues, I feel equipped to advocate for them. And so in some way to push for positive change. And I, you know, I obviously don't have the answer to how to do this in a community. Like, look at America. We're struggling right now with how to do this. And there's been points of divisiveness in our community. And I've had a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations. I always say, you know, I will talk to anybody who cares about these issues, whether you agree with me or not. I think it's really important to talk mm -hmm. about them and engage. discussion, so important. Yeah, and so I am, and I've done that. You know, not everybody that agrees with me is, uh, and a lot of folks won't engage with me about that, but I'm open to it. And I think that's important because we are all, I really do believe we're all people who want the best for our kids, our community. We have different views sometimes about it but that's what's important. And 
I don't know, something about the way I'm wired that I feel an obligation to try to help move our community forward on this and and a sense of responsibility, yeah, that, that I've been given a lot to equip me to do that, somewhat on behalf of myself, but also hopefully on behalf of others when I can. <laughs> okay, calls to action. Yeah. So both immediate and long-term. How do yeah. people find out about Sunday's event? Yeah, so they can go to the Inclusive Westwood Facebook page, um, or if they are on the Inclusive Westwood listserv, they would have been getting information. How do you get on the listserv? Yep, so you can email me is, is a way we have a, a form, but it's probably not a URL I can rattle off. But uh, so mandytaft24 at gmail.com. You can email me. You may know folks who are on it, but I'll add you. It's not a lot of email. It's like a couple times a month. Um, and that's just really to keep people informed. Uh, like I said, the Facebook page, if you search Inclusive Westwood on Facebook, you'll be able to find information both about the organization but this event as well. That's great. It will be Sunday, 2 o'clock? 2 o'clock. Hopefully, Council on Aging. Yes. Month. Sounds good. If not, pay attention to the Facebook page because I'm sure Mandy and the crew will update you exactly, exactly where it is. But fantastic to meet you in person. All the best. Good luck on Sunday. And uh, I'm going to join the listserv myself so I can be more informed great. as we move forward. So I appreciate your time. And as always, if you have anybody else who you think might be a great conversation, Send their name to me, and we will connect. Email tleiden at bestversionmedia.com. We'll take it from there. But for now, from the Muffin House, as always, it seems, that's the latest from the Westwood Living Podcast. Thanks, Mandy. Thank you.